I have treated you with nothing but civility. I have done nothing but exactly what you want. And at every opportunity, you spit on my hospitality. Hogspitality. <laughs> Quentin looks back at the group. Ah. Uh, nice one, him. Quentin. You have taken away my beautiful park and so many of my beautiful fireflies. And now I'm going to take something from you. And he uh, lowers his head. His tusks are barely reaching the ground as he does so. And uh, charges at you, Sloan. What do you do? Oh boy. Um, I think Sloan is going to use like old times. Okay. Um, and I want her to use it. If there was ever a time, I, do you think the bulk of Beelzebub in his like you know big uh, pig boy form? Yeah. would qualify as an obstacle, a physical obstacle. I think that's fair. I want to use Breakthrough and hmm. just, like, catch him full on and try and stop him in his tracks. I think you, what you're describing is scrapping. This Fine. does just sound like a scrap, I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, I, this is a good thing because you don't have to burn a hold on it. I guess. <laughs> All right, let me roll the dice. Also, don't you just get your starter moves? That's also true, yes. Perfect. Uh, that's... Uh, yeah, that's Sloan's whole deal, huh? Yeah, I got eight. Eight, okay. Uh, what upside do you want here, but you're gonna take damage? Um, I would... <laughs> I hate choosing the upside. Um, I... Oh, you're so in character, it's lovely. <laughs> this is... I told you, the, the curtain between Sloan and Zoe is thin. Um... Uh, I'm gonna choose. I create an opportunity for our uh, for my allies. Okay, how do you do that? As he is like, I, I'm imagining he's ramming you with his tusks, and you're kind of clashing with the axe. Yeah. Um, I think that uh, I, she kind of hooks the axe in his tusks and like gets scraped by them, but is able to slam him down in the ground and like pin him briefly, so he's like not moving forward. Yeah, and just to kind of paint the scene here, he is big enough that, like, you can hook that axe on... Uh, uh, hit, oh, my God. Whoa. <laughs> hook that axe on one tusk. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, each tusk is, like, the size of a small car. But I do think that, yeah, with the strength of start of... No, with leave a trace, rather. And, uh, you know, you have some good leverage here. Uh, the point of the tusk does dig into you, but you do manage to kind of drive him further downward and he kind of falls over and is uh, grounded for the moment. If someone's gonna fucking do something, now's the time! Uh, I, I can try. Ethelwolf will step forward. Oh! Students, hear me. I was not always the man of destiny you see today. Once I was but a humble pig farmer and in my time I have had to pacify many a raging hog. What we need to do is create a large, cool, inviting mud puddle and lure the pig into it so that it may cool down with a pleasant waddle. Does anyone else want to do anything? <laughs> okay, uh, yeah, I would like to summon my Eidolon. Okay, yeah, I mean, 
What? Oh, are you a wild card now? Is that right? Oh no, I'm a vanguard. Oh, what's your idol on, Harvey? Well, Harvey's going to. You know, he's clearly a bit nervous about it. He's still kind of getting his head on straight, but he's going to stance up. Uh, you know, shoulder wide legs, and he's just going to call out, "I won't let you down." And he summons something that looks a lot like Picture Picture at first. It's this headless centaur covered in armor and barding that looks like a starry sky. It's got this billowing blood-red cape over its shoulders. Mm -hmm. Uh, In its chest, there's this perfect little star-shaped hole uh, all the way through, glowing softly with a light that keeps changing color. Mm -hmm. Uh, But then where its lack of head would be, I guess, like above the stump of its neck, these tiny Uh beads of molten metal start forming up and clumping together into a sphere. It gets bigger and bigger until it's about big enough to serve as a head. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's an eye on the front, which is, you know, it's just an eye. It doesn't really have a face, but it looks determined uh, and just sort of rotating in any direction. Uh, And Harvey's going to be like, Okay, uh, not entirely sure how this is going to work, but I'm going to do my best. And he's going to send it charging in. Ooh, this is a new Eidolon for us. Yeah, what's your Eidolon's ability, Harvey? Uh, my Eidolon obliterates enemies by striking with a lance imbued with pure starlight and a shield imbued with pure love. Okay, uh, give me a scrap. Uh, but take plus one. Oh, plus one, nice. Yeah, for the opportunity. Yeah. Uh, and that is an 11. 11, yeah. What advantage you want? I want to create an opportunity. I think I Won't Let You Down is able to drive the spear in mm-hmm. to Beelzebub. And the thing is, I'm sure that Beelzebub is very heavy and very strong, so I don't think it's able to knock him down. But he is skewered. Which I imagine is going to, you know, sort of make it harder for him to move around and draw a lot of his attention in the meantime. Yeah, I think, uh, yeah, Beelzebub was already kind of, like, fallen over from Sloan, and you kind of drive this into Beelzebub's underbelly, and he just lets out this, like, guttural roar. And, um, as he roars, he kind of flails, and you can see his, like, face looks like it is sagging and it's almost like a rot is overcoming his entire body okay uh, I think that's good I, I, no I don't think so um, someone else we, we're holding him down but we need more please uh, agent Lorenzen what are you doing um, uh, when uh, she was hosting the shore low lore investigating mysteries all across America. One of the uh, folklore legends that she investigated was this monster only known as the Blob. Okay. Which ended up being an Eidolon that could create a huge pile of mud. Okay. okay. <laughs> really Jesus. sit on this mud thing, huh? Wow. You've been thinking about it since last night, huh? Um, <laughs> and of course, she she was able to uh, trap this Eidolon and convert it into a photograph, and she keeps all the Eidolons that she has converted as photographs in her jacket, which she can revert at any time. Sure. So she's gonna run up 
in th- run up under Beelzebub and reverts the photograph of the mud monster. Give me a reveal your master plan. Okay, that's a 10. 10, okay. Um, yeah, in that case, I think it pretty much just happens as you described. The photo bursts into a massive pile of mud that comes crashing down on top of Beelzebub and sort of uh, buries him for the moment. Uh, I don't... Are we covered in mud? We're also covered in mud, right? Like Probably, yeah. yeah. Man, I'm gonna have to take this thing to the fucking dry cleaners. He's just, like, tugging at his jacket. I'm glad someone else, like, I'm the one who fights here. Like, I'm, I'm like, this is my life now. That's rude, but sure. Oh, so but how many... Oh, later. I'm, I'm not even complaining, it's just like... Listen, and she's like loading a missile into a rocket launcher. <laughs> I just think you don't appreciate your team sometimes, and you like you put too much of like the pressure on yourself. Puts rocket launcher in her shoulder, and she's <laughs> kneeling down. And I think like everything we do is a team effort. Shoots rocket launcher at pig. Oh, we gotta go. <laughs> uh, give me a bombard. Oof, that, a one and a three plus two. I'm going to re-roll that one. All right. Okay, that's six plus two. That's eight. Uh, what downside do you want? Ah, I'm moving to danger. Moving to danger. Okay. Um, then, yeah, here's what happens. I think as you're firing the rocket, Beelzebub kind of bursts out of the mud, roaring. And, like I said, his face is sort of, like, almost rotting away to reveal the skeleton underneath of it. And the rocket hits it and explodes his, like, pig skull. And, like, if this was just a normal giant pig monster, that probably would have killed it. (laughs) But Mm -hmm. then, uh, bursting out of the neck hole comes a slimy, shiny, like, another pig monster that rapidly grows to the same size and, like, shakes off its, uh, the weird gross slime that's dripping off of it before it starts charging at you, Ursula. How many of these fucking things are there? I should really expect this, she says, and pulls out a shield with spikes embracing for impact. Okay. Uh, Chili the Fox, what are you up to? I mean, this is just a good old animal v. animal scrap, right? I think she's just gonna get in there. Okay, yeah, give me a scrap. Are you, like, using your cool new ice sword or any of your awesome new magical powers? Nope. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I love Chili the Fox. <laughs> um, I rolled a four, so I'm going to re-roll a one here. Okay. <laughs> Hell yeah. Okay, uh, that's a ten. Ten, what advantage do you want, Chili? Um, I would like to... And I... How, whatever advantage you choose, I am going to need you to justify how you can get it from being a normal small fox biting a, like, King Kong-sized hog. Oh, that's 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 fine. I'm going for, like, the most vulnerable part underneath him. Okay. Um, I am going to... I don't think I can take control of the situation, even if I bite him in the crotch. Um, Does anyone consider taping the sword to Beelzebub have a crotch? (laughs) I mean, he's got that area. I don't want to talk about this. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, I am. I think I am going to impress, surprise, or intimidate my target by biting him right on his weak point. Hogman's All got right. nards. Are you biting? Are you biting this pig on the dick? So you're saying even demons have taints? <laughs> John the Fox takes a big heckin' chomp right out of Beelzebub's scrotum. You can't say heckin' chomp. Can't. <laughs> What if we end the podcast at the last episode? We have, <laughs> we have infected, like, God. this is what happens when you bring pop on this show. Listen, uh-huh. I'm, I'm not in this scene, but I gotta say pork sausage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Listen, you guys, you guys can bring whatever you want to this. This is just animal v. animal violence right here. You're uh-huh. like, uh-huh. animals just tend to bite each other in the dick. I don't see what's wrong here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Just human. It's just animal nature. I think Beelzebub is uh, surprised by this, to say the least. And uh, I think the, his like back tears open as another hog leaps out of it to just. It is now diving through the air towards Ursula, uh, and about to just kind of like land on top of her. Uh, let me see here on my list. Uh, Quentin, what are you doing? Uh, I want to say Quentin has uh, maybe disappeared. I don't. Uh, Why? Well, let's get crazy. I haven't done any of Spider-Man stuff for a while, so or okay. at all, I think. <laughs> so, um, Quentin has maybe vanished from the paddle after his cool hog joke earlier. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I'm just gonna use Web to like throw a bunch of gay parts at him. There's still gay corpses here, right? <laughs> Oh, yeah, sure. Okay, oh, yeah. God. <laughs> well, this is grim. <laughs> Give me Christ. a bombard, Quentin. Man, I'm glad I heard the episode this shit happens on, because otherwise I would be distressed. <laughs> I'm still not great with it. I see a three and a three plus one, seven. Uh, what downside do you want? Uh, I will say I... Collateral damage. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Christ. All right. Always the correct choice. I think you kind of vanished and found the the graveyard of Gabe's. You just sort of net them all up and fling them back towards the battlefield. And uh, it is, I think, a big cluster of them manages to hit Beelzebub in the head, knocking him off course and missing Ursula. Uh, but now it is also raining very heavy uh, buff TV men. <laughs> Just like the song says. Just like it's the song says. Buff TV man. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I got a line. I got to get as I said earlier. I have a need, yeah. a need for bead. Did I, did I throw some Gabriel beads at him? Fuck. Right. Right. Can I quit the podcast? <laughs> no, you cannot. <laughs> uh, all right. I think uh, yeah, Beelzebub kind of got hit off course, and he just kind of crashes to the ground and. You know, he's big, so the raining gaves are kind of pelting him intermittently, and he just is kind of growling uh, viciously as he turns around and looks for someone else to charge at and begins running at Christina. What do you do? Uh, Yeah, I'm going to let him run at me, because the thing is, uh, what Christina's been doing is is she's been um, using Cyber Angel to manipulate the battlefield like a tactics RPG uh, uh-huh. and she has hollowed out some of the ground underneath her 
Um, so that when he steps on it, he'll just, like, sink right into a pit trap. Okay, yeah. Uh, give me a reveal your master plan. Sure. Christina's over here playing fucking Minecraft. <laughs> uh-huh. Ooh, nice. That's gonna be a ten. Ten. Okay, yeah, he is charging towards you, and there is just a, a crunch and a crack as the asphalt breaks under his immense weight, and he just falls deep into the earth. Christina looks down into the hole and says, bye. Christina, throw some lava in there. Uh, where would I get the lava from? Here. Pulls out a lava gun. (laughs) (laughs) It's like a big water gun, but it has lava in it. Listen, don't... My power is weird. Hey, hey, listen, it's it's not totally made up. It's Just say it's the one from Ratchet and Clank and you're good to go. <laughs> you pull out a super soaker full of lava that instantly melts in your hands. Okay, I didn't think that one through. Here's a better idea. How about I just bury him again now that he's in here? <laughs> yeah, okay, I'm pretty sure I can do a cement, like, pose. Is that a weapon? Yeah. Isn't there a gas tank from the stadium arcadium that we could... One time when the Lexus was investigating a monster. (laughs) Oh my god. Okay, I'm just gonna start filling this thing with cement. It was actually a lava monster, and she was able to (laughs) subdue it. (laughs) No, I, uh, I'm gonna, I think Harvey is gonna do what Virginia's suggesting and go see if there's some leftover starlight in the wreckage of the stadium Arcadium. Yeah, probably not much, because Lucifer used most of it to make a nuke, but you could probably find some. Yeah, I'll just pour that in there. Hey, Luke, I got a question. Yeah, what's up? How are the three sleepyheads doing who uh, Beelzebub had? Yeah, I mean, uh, Ursula had kind of caught them up in a net. I think they are probably still unconscious, but, you know, maybe they can be woken up. I I would imagine I put them away from the battle before I pulled out a grenade launcher. Yeah. Rocket launcher? Something. Rocket launcher. Yeah. Th- yeah. Uh, hey, Needle Mouse, how you doing? Yeah, Needle Mouse has been tearing up all through the ground to create sort of uh, pressured openings for all the slimes trapped in the sewers uh-huh. to pour out onto the grounds of the neighborhood. Yeah, I think all throughout the neighborhood, they're just sort of oozing upwards. But as you're, yeah, just sort of ripping through the sewer lines, you sense uh, something shaking the ground heavily off in the distance. I think it's, uh, Needle Mouse is going to want to roll around at the speed of sound towards the sound of this disturbance. I think as you head that way, um, you feel more rumbling and it's getting stronger and louder and, you know, visibility is not great down here. So you're practically right on top of Beelzebub when you see him charging. He is bigger than the sewers, so he is honestly devastating it even more than you were as he is just charging straight for you. Whew. So, you know the video game Twilight Princess? <laughs> I've heard of it. When Ganon turns into an enormous boar. Yeah. And then Link the Wolf simply uh, locks onto him and parries him. Yes. I'm glad you're making this joke because I I was thinking about it. Now you say joke, but... technique. <laughs> <laughs> So Needle Mouse is going to grow two stubby little hands out of his slime body as, like, rhythm and balance uh, slams against Beelzebub, and then Needle Mouse is going to try to, like, toss Beelzebub to the side with a parry. Give me a scrap, Needle Mouse. 
Oh, I hope my pal's good. <laughs> yeah, that's an eight. Eight. All right. Yeah. What advantage you want? But you're getting hurt. Um, I think I want to create an opportunity while throwing Beelzebub to the side. Okay. Then yeah, I think you managed to just sort of slam him, not even into the wall of the sewer, but into the earth uh, beyond that, because that that metal has all been ripped up. He is probably getting stabbed, like you know, pinned down as he gets uh, impaled on pieces of ragged metal. Uh, and yeah, he is kind of pinned down here for the moment. Uh, is everyone else here? I th- I think I don't know who what everyone means in this context. I'm here. Oh, a f- uh, fox. Hi, I'm Chili. Hello. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. Needle Mouse, it's cool. It's cool. It's okay. I forget who is Met Needle Mouse. At yeah, this I was point? gonna say, is there yeah. still a Met Needle Mouse? <laughs> Have I met? Yeah, I don't remember. No, yes, yes, I did. Needle Mouse was outside the house. No, Needle Mouse was in the sewers, was it? Wait, wait, Needle Mouse? <laughs> Are you telling me that Sonic the Hedgehog is real? I can't tell what's in character and what's not anymore. <laughs> You're adorable, but no. Oh. It, this is our friend, used to go by another name, now goes by Needle Mouse. I like to think of myself as more of a Shadow the Hedgehog. Oh my god, I'm the <laughs> biggest fan, sir. Hey, we're fighting a big pig! <laughs> yeah, the enemy is pig. Fox friend, pig, enemy. Oh, just like Sekiro. <laughs> How are you getting... When has Needle Mouse had time to game? It's too much. I mean, if he lives in basically the undertow, like... The, the sum of human consciousness is flooding down there. Probably a lot of video game shit. Sure, okay, yeah. I would imagine that video game knowledge heads straight to the sewer in the undertow. <laughs> God. Needle Mouse's heated gamer moment. <laughs> I think Sloane is just, while everyone's chatting about Sekiro, I think Sloane's just gonna keep slamming her axe into BL's. <laughs> oh, so did you just jump into the pit then? Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, give me a scrap. Okay. Sounds like I'm not muddy enough. What? It's worth it to fight the big pig. Um, that's a ten. Okay, a ten. Um, in that case, yeah. What advantage you want? I would like to know these by heart at this point, but I don't. <laughs> um, uh, I would like to uh, surprise the target. Okay, yeah, I think he just lets out... It would be like a squeal if he was a normal-sized pig, but it's much more guttural and deep because of his size as you just keep slamming your axe into him. I think, uh, you know, he's got a very thick hide, and your axe is not like... You know, it's sharp, but it's not a a fine point. So it's it takes some doing before you really break through his hide. And when you do, just... um. It's, it's like straight up Akira in there as just masses of pig flesh just start bursting forth and filling up the sewers. Uh, I think you are like washed away in this tide, uh, Sloane, as it just bursts up through the ground and just grows more and more, just towering up into the sky, much larger than even the pig form was, and it slowly resolves into a shape of, uh, just a gargantuan gantuan crocodile kind of pointed straight up in the air. How dare you! That, uh, that then begins to, like, tip over and fall onto the ground. Um, again, like, if the pig was, like, King Kong size, this is, like, 
of the bigger Godzilla sizes as it falls in. And Sloan, I think as it hardens into, like, the scaly, you know, hide of a crocodile, you are just sort of, like, partially enmeshed in its skin. Oh, this is the worst. Oh, God. Sloan, don't get yourself a carrot. <laughs> uh, it is, like, falling on top of all of you right now, so you need to get the fuck out of the way. Okay, I'm gonna run. But as I run, I pull out a sniper rifle with uh, armor-piercing rounds. I have a very dumb question. Okay. Does a, does a several-mile-tall crocodile-shaped mound of pork qualify as a projectile? <laughs> <laughs> For what reason? Well... Because when uh-huh. my understanding is that when you switch to a new playbook, you get to uh, bring in an, ex- mm-hmm. an existing power from your previous playbook. Yeah. Uh, so I was figuring that I would keep uh, Carry Me Home's power to deflect any projectile <laughs> on on the shield. You see. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. I don't think, because it's not being flung by anything, right? Yeah, I don't think, I, you would not get away with calling a fist a projectile. Okay, that's <laughs> fair. <laughs> I commend yeah. the attempt. I respect everybody trying to lawyer their way into <laughs> cheating, but no. <laughs> Listen, this is already like a 10 on one fight, and it turns out it's hard to make those legitimately threatening. <laughs> so, no. Yeah. Uh, Ursula, though, go ahead and give me a bombard with your sniper rifle shot. Yep. I'm trying, basically, whoa, that's an 11, 13. I'm trying to cut Sloan out by shooting, uh, armor-piercing rounds around where she's stuck. I'm so glad you rolled a 13, because you would have <laughs> shot me in the fucking head. <laughs> you need to have a little bit more trust in your teammates, that's all I'm saying. I don't trust the dice. I think you uh, use the bullets of your rifle to, yeah, sort of cut her out. Sloane, as, uh, like, the impact of Beelzebub slamming into the ground kind of knocks you free. But, like, you're still... You still got a bunch of crocodile meat just sort of enmeshed around you that you're embedded inside of. But you're free of his body. Oh, this this may be the worst thing that has ever happened to me. Uh, Strix. Yeah. You and Anna are still back at the bank, right? As far as I know. Yeah, okay, then I think you've probably gone up to the roof to see Despicable Me being projected up in the dark storm clouds. I, I want to have Strix react, but I've never actually seen the movie, so... <laughs> Clap along if you feel... That's Despicable Me too. Ah. Well, it's a delightful family comedy about a supervillain who's just trying to raise his kids right. Uh-huh, and there, there's kind of like a, a new, younger supervillain who's kind of a dweeb. He's got Mandark vibes. He's the son of the head of the supervillain bank, who I think I think the joke was that the supervillain bank was just Goldman Sachs, which was pretty good. Uh-huh. uh-huh. It was very topical at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Does that give you enough background to have Strix make sure? Sure, sure. There's Gee, like Anna, a this... fluffy unicorn. <laughs> Anna, I, I really appreciate this heartwarming tale about family. 
Yeah, I love that at the beginning he's having a bad, bad day, but at the end he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> really, uh... It's uh, really appropriate to the situation that we find ourselves in currently. <laughs> the cinema. I think the two of you from the roof of the Humanity Bank can see as Beelzebub bursts out of the sewer and transforms into a giant crocodile. That's very far away, Whoa. but he's very large. Holy cow. Okay, we should... Uh... Anna, I don't know how you feel about, like, uh, close combat with giant monsters, but we should probably at least look into it. Oh, can you hold me and fly me over there? I absolutely can. Oh, I always wanted to fly. Hell yeah, let's go. Uh, he's gonna pick Anna up, and he's gonna take off. Great. Yeah, you go, uh, rocketing through the sky, Strix, uh, you know, over all of the neighborhood, as people are a confusing mixture of terrified by the swarm of skeleton monsters coming for them, but also delighted by this gentle family comedy starring Steve Carell. <laughs> that's, that's, how, that's how movies work. As long as you play one in someone's proximity, they're happy. Well, you know, when it's, when it's <laughs> gigantic across the entire sky that you can barely, you know, you gotta close your eyes to avoid watching it. Yeah, you know, it just seems... A bit uh, overwhelming. Right, right. Also, it seems like it's having some kind of strange effect on said skeleton swarms that no one can really understand as uh, Alexis somewhere else in the sky is struggling to maintain her dour, despairing demeanor. <laughs> uh, can I... Actually, you, you know what? You mentioned Alexis. Uh, can I... Yeah. I'm going to dredge the undertow, see how she's doing. Okay, yeah, go for it. All right, uh, that is an 11. 11. Uh, Crystal, you tell me how Alexis is doing. Um, she, is, she is trying to ignore the film and try to keep going along in her mission of uh, Teoth pilling all of the masters. But mm. her heart's not in it anymore. She's like, she's doing it, but she's not smiling or grinning. It's just like, ugh. This doesn't feel as good as it did a minute ago. Stay the course. This is a temporary distraction. That's right. It's just a distraction. They have bought themselves a minuscule amount of time. Continue to the one house that will still have light. Yes, I'll do that. Back at the Beelzebub battle. Uh, who hasn't moved in a while? Um, when you know what? I haven't moved at all. Oh, God, did I skip you, Virginia? Virginia, what are you doing? I'm sorry. Well, first of all, I failed to deal in, so... <laughs> Go ahead and do that. No, 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 I failed, Luke. Oh, 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 so I gotta give you one. Okay, take the, um... Take the... Infiltrator. Oh. Jesus, when's the last time I played Infiltrator? <laughs> it's been a while. I don't remember what you use for it. Yeah. Uh, no, last time, because there was glass around, she would hide in that, but that's not right. useful. I mean, there is a bunch of uh, broken TV game mars. TV heads around. There is yeah, glass. Yeah, I guess that still works. You could hide in meat. No. Yeah, I mean, I think she could... Yeah, in that case, if there's a bunch of game TVs around, yeah, I think the glass power still works, and she could throw shards of glass from it. I think that works just fine. All right, yeah. Then I assume you have disappeared into a a Gabe monitor. 
Uh, yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's probably it. I think she'll probably attack from a game monitor. All right, then give me a bombard. That is eight. Okay, what downside do you want? Uh, I'll move into danger. That seems right. Yeah, I think you fire, uh, like, the, like, sort of glass front of the TV that you're hiding in shatters. Yeah, I think she just throws all of it. Yeah, it, like, shatters, and you sort of fall out of it as it all just flies up into the sky and uh, hits Beelzebub in one of his eyes, which causes him to whip around towards you. I think just even turning, he is demolishing trees and houses as he turns. And, uh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I'm just picturing Virginia with, like, giant shards of glass floating around her like the Final Fantasy XIV sage. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think he just uh, focuses his eye on you and just sort of, like, snorts out a puff of air from his snout, and it just sort of billows out, like, smoke crackling with electricity towards you, and then that smoke bursts into flame as it gets close. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Uh, can I vanish again into a different game that may still be falling from the sky? Uh, give me a beat the odds plus Ellie. Okay. This is gonna go poorly, but we'll try. Uh-huh. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's what's my Ellie? It's zero? Yeah, that's a three. <laughs> Oof. I don't think I can fix that even if I want to, so... Uh, could I assist? If I assisted, could you? I would, would have bring to... it up to a four. <laughs> no, the, I would have to roll really well on this one, is the thing, because the other one's a two. Uh, so I'll, I'll just eat it. It's fine. Okay, then, yeah, I think you try to jump to one, but you are just overwhelmed by this burning cloud, and uh, adventure damage track is it just throws you down, and, yeah, it... It hurts. It burns, and it shocks, and it's a bad time. Yeah. No, that's no good. Uh, yeah. Chili, Chili's going to yell, Hey! Don't mess with her! And um, behind her, uh, her Eidolon Dreams is going to pull out a sword made of ice. Yeah. And throw it as Chili leaps towards uh, the Beelzebub monster. She's going to catch it midair and bring it down on its, I don't know, ankle, whatever she's, like, sure, yeah, able she to reach, touch. Yeah. Give me a uh, scrap, Chili. Uh, that's a, do I get a plus one for using my Eidolon? Uh, no, because you're attacking a supernatural enemy. Okay, in that case, it's a nine. Nine. Uh, what advantage you want? I can help instead of doing a full turn. Okay, yeah, I yeah. mean, I, maybe one of us should help since we have ties. Oh, that's true. Maybe someone with a tie to Chili should go for the help. Um, well, I was thinking that maybe to get Chili a little more, uh, altitude, I can, <laughs> I can have, I won't let you down, throw its shield, and it'll just work as a bumper. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yes! Yes, give I Chili like it. Give Chili that double jump. <laughs> yeah, give Chili a double jump. Going for the knee, baby! Okay... <laughs> Uh, that is an 8, plus my tie is 3, so that's an 11. 11, yeah, I think, uh, you throw the shield, and there is just definitely, like, a pinball-ass ka-choom as, uh, Chili rockets off of it, and forget the knee, yeah, you go flying up, Chili, and drive, uh, the ice sword into Beelzebub's snout right between both of its nostrils. What advantage do you want? Um, I think I would like to, uh take control of the situation, and I'll explain how. 
Okay, yeah, go for it. Yeah, so who's blowing out this, like, smoke that was basically burning, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I just shoved a um, sword that, like, freezes anything it touches into his right. snout. Yeah. And I think as he inhales, he's just going to be inhaling that, like, ice cold. Uh-huh. And it's going to um, sort of quell the fire within him. Okay, yeah. I think, uh, yeah, he kind of, like, snorts and then jerks back in, like, not sharp pain, but, you know, he just inhaled, inhaled this very cold air. It's not pleasant. And he starts just sort of swinging his head back and forth, trying to shake you off. I think he's probably trying to reach up to get the sword out, but he's just got stubby little crocodile legs. That ain't gonna work. <laughs> But he is just throwing his head around in a way that is making it very hard for you to stay on him, Chili. Uh, let's see here. Who hasn't moved in a while? Uh, Burgess, how about you? What do you do? Great question. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't count anything, we can skip you. I have an idea for Needle Mouse, but not for Burgess. If you want, yeah, Needle Mouse can tag in here. I think we need more numbers to take down Beazlebub. Quentin, Ursa, you were able to heal me. It took some time, but you did it. If you can heal all the slimes around us, then they can attack this demon lord. Um, in Fury? How, how did I heal sure. you? Sure. I, f- I forgot. Uh. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. If only you had a member of the team who could heal. I, I can hey, heal. Hey, Sloan! Get your ass in here! You're healing some slimes. I'm kind of entombed in crocodile meat! Christina is still, like, raising her hand. <laughs> Christina. Christina, you say you can heal? Uh, yeah, I can, I can, like, give everybody high potions. <laughs> that would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Needle Mouse, the gamer, would know what that means. Needle Mouse is, is attuned to gaming. Yeah, so, yeah, I'll, I will use uh, healing touch to try and heal the slimes. Uh, maybe uh, Christina can ride around on his back as he rolls around at the speed of sound so she gets everyone. Also, I was going to ask, uh-huh. is Christina uh-huh. just going to use high potions or, or saving the elixirs for some reason? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> well, what if we need them for the final battle? <laughs> you always got to save them for the final battle. Great. Uh, all right. Uh, that is... Uh, oh, wow. That's another nine on the die. Uh... Okay, uh, you don't have a tie to the slimes. So. Yeah, so that's just a nine. Nine, okay. Um, then I think, yeah, Needle Mouse has taken you away from the, the fight proper and is just running you through the streets where all these slimes are pooling up and you are doing your best. I think you're just... <laughs> you're seeing a lot of like green numbers appear over these puddles of slime. Uh, it's going to take a while for it to properly take effect, though, so that might be something that uh, we'll come back to in a moment. Uh, let's see here. Um, hey, Lady Luck, what are you doing? Oh, you're asking me? Yeah, I'm asking you. Oh, boy. Uh, well, I was mostly being sad, but there is a big crocodile. Yeah. I guess I could just try and rip it apart. Okay. Um, much, much like, uh, last time I ripped someone apart, you know. Right. Normal. Yeah. Give me a, uh, Bombard. Does she have Ellie? Probably not, right? I don't remember. Fuck no, I didn't give her Ellie. Uh, that's still a nine, though. Still a nine, what downside do you want? Uh, let's not do collateral damage, that would be very bad. 
Hey, uh, guess yeah. who has a tie with Lady Luck? Hey. <laughs> oh my <laughs> god. Me. Please, by all means. Uh, and I just want to do this dumb bit I've had in my head. Yeah, sure. Please. Uh, so, uh, Ursula sees sees Laylock doing something and wants to incapacitate and or slow down this giant reptile. Okay. So, if you Google anti-Godzilla weapon, the first thing you get is Mechagodzilla. I assume you're not going to let me pull out a Mechagodzilla. <laughs> I no. Okay. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this is the second time you've asked if you can summon a giant mech. <laughs> it's not the second time. Uh, some of them may have been cut. Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> the second thing that shows up is a macer, macer uh, weapon, which uh-huh. is uh, I can read you here from the yeah, Wikipedia. Wait, a did microwave- somebody not know what that is? A micro-implication by stimulating emissions of radiation, Macer Cannon, right. uh, and I want to pull a small one of those and, like, throw radiation against this Godzilla-like monster to slow okay. it down, hen- hence for helping Lady Luck. Okay, yeah, give me that help roll. You're like, yeah, Fabi, whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Okay, that'll push Lady Luck up to a ten. Okay, in that case, yeah, I think, uh, hmm, okay, yeah. The Mazer Cannon comes out of your backpack, mm-hmm. and, uh... It looks like fight- a little satellite dish in a gun. Uh-huh, and you're just firing radiation at, uh, Beelzebub, which does sort of stun him. I think, yeah, it's like his skin is microwaving bad times. Uh, but not as bad a times as what Lady Luck is about to do as she, uh raises the probability that his molecules will spontaneously separate from one another to 100%. Uh-huh. And uh, I think he starts... Te- his own body just starts tearing itself apart. I think you see, like, pieces of pig bodies reaching for each other, clasping at each other, trying to hold one another together, but they just get ripped into smaller and smaller forms as uh, he just uh, collapses into a giant pile of meat that upsettingly like immediately starts to smell rotten. Yay. <sighs> we saved the day. How, how's that? How's that working out for chili? Uh, I mean, how much do you want rotten meat, chili? <laughs> I mean, she doesn't, but she was like stuck on his nose. Oh, you're right. Give me a uh, beat the odds plus Ellie to, to get away from him safely. Looking up for Ellie, which is zero. That's what I thought. Uh, seven. I think you managed to kind of just barely get out of the way in time and just sort of... You land on the ground pretty hard, but you're okay. I do some really cool flips in the air. <laughs> I do land on my feet, but... Like, no, no, no. You rolled a seven. You do zero cool flips. Damn it. <laughs> Devastating. <laughs> you, like, you fall on your back. Well, yeah. at least Ursa didn't irradiate you. That's good. <laughs> yeah. I... Tried my best not to. Concentrated blast. Ah, this putrid odor of rotting pig takes me back to my childhood. What the fuck does that mean? He grew up on a farm. I I think you're supposed to kill the pig before they rot and then, like, put them in an icebox or something. The pig shouldn't be rotting? That's all I'm saying. I think Sloane kind of is burning off the rotten 
crocodile meat as she runs over to where Abby, Carly, and who's the third person? Ron. Ron. Okay. Um, I couldn't. I couldn't remember. There's like. I'm not. I'm not going to say a number because y'all will roast me alive. There are a lot of people here. Okay, let's do math with Zoe. Yeah. By uh, my math, there actually is twelve people here now. God damn it! <laughs> oh wait, no, thirteen. Forgot about Needle Mouse. There's definitely at least two extant Rons, and one is not here. Right. I hate. Uh, whatever. I run. Uh, Sloan like is burning off the slop that's yeah. on her, and runs over to check on Abby. Yeah, uh, I think, um, you, yeah, she looks unhurt, um, and yeah, she is not awake right now, but you could probably change that. Um, I think she kind of tries to shake her a little, like, gently, she's afraid, like, she doesn't want to do it too hard, but is very worried. Yeah, I think, uh, Abby just sort of begins to stir, just like, uh... Oh, thank God. And Sloane just immediately hugs the, like, way too tight of a hug. Yeah, I think you, I think she is almost, like, too surprised to really hug back. Like, oh, ah, what, what happened? Um, hi. Hi, um, a lot, a lot, a lot has happened. We're, um, we're fine. We need to get out of here. Um, okay, uh, sure, yeah, uh, yeah. I think she kind of just gets up and... Is, you know, sort of just trying to get her bearings. Uh, Ron and Carly, you two also begin to wake up. I want to say Quentin heads over there. It's like, hey, who's Sloan hugging? I don't... Who's... Did we meet? That's... That's Abby. Okay, and who is... Oh, my God. (laughs) Caroline. Hey. Quentin? Hey. Hey. I... Hey... Hey! The meat work? The the meat juice? There was a giant pig. It was terrible. And a frog, but also a pig, and also... Hey, how've you been? I've... Did I just... Did this is... This is this is not original Caroline, right? No. no. Yeah. Okay. But I, Quentin doesn't necessarily no. know that. Okay. I last saw you when you did that magic spell to take me here. Oh, yeah. Huh, well... Oh, jeez, there's been a lot uh, to talk about. Wow, okay. Yeah? Is... Is BB around? Or Ursula, I guess? Yeah, she's here. Ursula? Y'all know each other? <laughs> okay. Oh, uh, mm. Quentin, it's not... She's not the Carly from our universe. Okay, okay. All right, that okay, makes sense. Okay, so this she is not my... Older. You're not dating Henry. You're not that. I. There's a. What? Okay. Not even talking about that. That's a different conversation. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah. You have like a nice little like house. It's very quaint. Okay. That's a lot to take in. Okay. Um. And this is Ron. Also, different Ron. Not from your. And not from mine, another Ron. I think it's from Abby or Sloan's. I think he works at Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Nope. Yep. Um. You know what? Uh, he's going <laughs> to grab his Walmart vest and just take it off. I don't know why I didn't do this right from the start. <laughs> I don't want to be the Walmart guy. I'm glad you don't. Like, honestly, Ron, the time I spend with you, I know you have 
so much potential in you, and you have done so much good. Remember, you were a cowboy for a bit. Like, don't don't let Walmart define you. You have a jellyfish. That's cool. Yeah. And I mean, hey, if you still want to be a cowboy, there's nothing stopping you. Who's that? God? Uh, I want to have Strix show up if I yeah. can. Hell Strix! Yeah. Hey! You... Carly, Ron, Abby. Y'all okay? Yeah. You look good. Thank you. Where, where's Burgess? Burgess is wiping a tear off his eye and saying, Strix, you really... It looks like you've really achieved your potential. Uh, thank you. Yeah, I think he's fine. Anyways, are you okay? Yeah, I I feel great, better than ever. Uh, so hey, good news. Uh, it he's gonna he's gonna turn to Sloane. So all the folks who aren't masters uh, exist. I was yeah. able to get the the the, the all star going again. Um. Bad news, it's not fixed for good. If we want our friends to continue to be, we need to figure something out as soon as possible. <sighs> okay. Uh, do we have any way to create... What was it? Starlights? Yeah, Starlight's Happy Memories. Uh, that's what's going on with the, the light show up there. That's That was actually uh, Miss Borba's idea. Hello, everyone. Oh, that's why minions are happening everywhere. I I am from the year 2010, and I can't remember where the movie came 2010. out. 2010. So. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, I saw trailers for that. <laughs> Did not seem like my type of movie. I also haven't seen it, but Anna described it to me on the beach, and man, it sounds amazing. It never came out on UMD, so... Oh my god. Jesus Christ. If we get to the other side of this, we'll have a proper movie night. I promise. But let's let's all look. We were before we had this. We were going to go to the Neutral Milk Hotel. Let's just go and figure out something so that I don't disappear again. We don't disappear. That wasn't fun. I don't want to stop existing. Yeah, I I don't want that either. I'm glad you're all are okay, but time is a factor. Yeah, let's uh let's quickly get back. Uh, take a shower to get all this Beelzebub goop off us, and then we'll we'll have a meeting. Hold on, are we sure he's actually dead? You all notice that something seems off, but you're having a hard time putting your finger on what right away. God damn it! Is the corpse still here? Yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's less a corpse and more just a pile of rotting pork. But yeah. Uh- I would like to dredge the undertow as Ursula Ursa. Yeah, go for it. Cool. That is ten. No, six plus three, that's nine, plus two, that's eleven. Eleven. Um, you realize that, yeah, the corpse is still here, but there's less of it than there was. And in fact, now that you're watching it closely, you can see that it is gradually... The, these mounds of flesh are just shrinking little by little and uh, I think you sort of look closely and see that there are just the fireflies that all drop dead are eating away at this meat okay the fireflies are eating Belzebub I don't think that's a good thing do we got anybody with like a 
With like a bug zapper, Eidolon, or something? I pull out a flamethrower and start trying to get rid of them. The, they're just fireflies doing what they're supposed to do. They're Beel- they came from Beelzebub. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with the uh, I'm with Ursula. They are an Eidolon, I'm pretty sure. Qu- Quinn raises his hand. Is this like a poor unfortunate soul thing, or like they're they're like getting their revenge on him? Are they eating him? Is that what's going on here? Let's let's see if we can figure this out. Uh, I'm, I'm just dr- gonna burn shit. Yeah, give me don't, give me a don't. bombard, Ursula. Oh yeah. god damn it. Uh, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Now they're really fireflies. <laughs> yeah. You set one big mound on fire, burning up a bunch of the fireflies. Um, something about that, though, the heat or maybe the, the sense of a threat accelerates things elsewhere. The fireflies seem as if they are multiplying. They are devouring all of this meat. There was so much of it, and now there is so little. And all of these disgusting, engorged flies begin to rise up off the ground, and they start to glow red instead of, the, you know, the normal, like, kind of yellow light of a firefly, and they begin just, uh, just a vortex of them is swirling around all of you. Why is it always with the fucking bugs? Christina, uh, you suddenly feel sort of a pinprick on your arm as one of the flies bites you. Um, advance your damage track, because looking down, that pinprick quickly... Uh, radiates in pain across your arm as you see the skin on your arm turning like a blackish gray. Oh, oh god. Uh, this. I don't think Beelzebub is dead yet. Okay, everybody stay calm. Quentin. Yes. Firefly's natural predator is the wolf spider. Can you do some wolf spider shit? Absolutely. Are you asking him to start eating the fireflies? Yes! Yes, do it! Do it! Do it! Do it! <laughs> yeah, my Eidolon is, like, jumping at the spiders, and, or not jumping, jumping at the flies. It's, like, catching as many as they can. Uh, Quentin's, like, grabbing them with his hands and, like, just biting them out of the air. <laughs> oh, God. Give me a scrap, Quentin. I don't know why I assumed I didn't have to roll for this. <laughs> 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 okay, that is a one and a four. Plus two is six. Hmm. Uh- Mm. Uh, can I make the case for assisting? Yeah, yeah. Alright, uh, that's an 8. Plus whatever yeah, I mean, my tie is, I don't know. <laughs> what, is, what specifically are you doing to help? Well, I, I told him okay, about okay. the whole wolf spider thing, yeah. That's fine. Uh, then yeah, that pushes it up. Quentin, what advantage do you want? I take advantage of the situation. Or I take control of the situation. Alright, describe how you take control of it. Uh... I think there's just they're starting to get collected, <laughs> like uh, Brutus catches as many of them in a web as possible. So like, trying to like cordon them off. Yeah, I think there are a lot of them. The air is thick with these flies, but uh, yeah, you do manage to gather up a lot of them in a web, uh, eating several of them. But there's just so many of them. They some of them do get through, and you get some bug bites that, uh, just like Christina's, start to turn like necrotic. Uh, that's not good. Uh, Virginia, what do you do? Uh, that's a great fucking question. <laughs> um, I think being an infiltrator is not helping right now. Okay. Uh, so I guess I want to try and fold. Alrighty. Uh, so. That means I get to deal in with minus one. Yep. Uh, give me three books. 
Okay, I'll give you the beast, the navigator, or the uh, inhuman. Let's take the inhuman. Okay. Let's start shooting fireflies with uh, more light than they have. Okay, yeah. yeah. Give me a bombard. Yeah. That is a nine. All right. Um, uh, what I, downside do you want? I, wait, I'll, I'll, I'll try assisting you. Um, okay. At the same yeah. time you're doing that, um, I'm just going to have um, the Vita transform into Cyber Angel's full form and uh, also start blasting lasers alongside you. Yeah, okay. Damn, okay. <laughs> yeah. Really doing the full ending of Kingdom Hearts 2 here. Yeah, yes. basically. <laughs> I guess it's the reverse of the ending of it's Kingdom Hearts 2. It's the opposite, but it's, yeah. but it's just as cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see here. Okay, good. That's gonna be um, an 8. Okay. okay, so that's up to a 10 for me. That's up to a 10. Okay, in that case, yeah, you are both just uh, firing lots and lots of lasers and sort of trying to thin the numbers of these flies. Um, there's just so many of them, though. Like, you, you're making progress, but oh my god. Christina, uh, that wound on your arm is just pulsing in pain. Uh, I, I think probably, like, um, the lasers from Cyber Angel suddenly cease as Christina has to, like, cradle uh, her arm from the pain. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Virginia, like, looks at Christina's like, you can get behind me, it's okay. I, I'm not getting any new bites, it's just getting worse. Right, so you shouldn't get bitten again. Oh, good point. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll take cover right behind her, I guess. Uh-huh. Let's see, Abby, what do you do? Abby's very overwhelmed right now. Uh, yeah. Just woke up, uh, surrounded by a whole bunch of people she doesn't know. Uh, the lady she's maybe in love with is holding her, and now there's fireflies that are being eaten and rotting people. Uh-huh. Um, so I think Abby sees Christina is hurting, um, and tries to see if she can rewind the bite. Like, has like it's been maybe like thirty seconds since she got bit originally. I can allow that it's within yeah, yeah. one more times time frame. Okay, so I'm gonna use healing touch um, okay. to rewind. Uh, the pre to pre bite. Yeah, I think they're just a raw dice roll. Yep, no tie, but yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's do this. Come on, Abby. You rolled a eleven. Oh shit! Yeah. Hell yeah! Hell yeah! Yeah, uh, Christina, your arm rewinds, and uh, just the the blackness spreading over it is uh, gone. Oh, thank God! Oh, oh wow! Thank you. Uh, yeah. Your name was Abby, I Abby, think? yeah, hi, hi. Um, I, I'm, I'm Christina, I, I really appreciate that. Hey, no no problem. Um, what's happening? Uh, well, we killed... Okay, we thought we killed Beelzebub, and then he turned into a pile of rotting meat, and now he's just like a huge swarm of fireflies, and it's... Uh, they seem to have necrotic bites. It's really... It's not great. Oh, boy, okay, um... Okay... Oh boy. And I think she just kind of instinctively kind of backs over towards Sloane and is just kind of warily watching around. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Agent Lorenzen, how about you? Um, I think she's going to summon Men in Black and they're going to take off their earpieces like Agent Smith and tear off their suits. 
uh-huh. and just start charging into the mass of fireflies because everyone knows that cats love uh, eating bugs. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, have they been cat boy secret agents this entire time? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. That was canon. Oh, oh my I god. I mentioned that. I definitely feel like I knew this somehow. <laughs> Maybe I just forgot this detail. Oh Is this god. like a deep lore you said on Twitter? I like to imagine that the cat ears and tails just show up when they take the suits off. <laughs> I'm imagining that they're like that one fucking guy from Yu-Gi-Oh with like the big pointy hair and the point just splits into two cat ears. This is so extremely <laughs> not helpful trying to pick out the one guy from Yu-Gi-Oh with the pointy hair. <laughs> no, the guy with like the single point of Absolutely hair. Absolutely not helpful. Alexis had a cat boy harem this whole time. Yeah. <laughs> that like recontextualizes all the hentai. Hello there, everybody. It's me, Luke, here with the ad break. Uh, I think technically, if we were going in the turn order that I've been laying out, I am jumping in line a fair bit. I did one of these pretty recently, but, uh, you know, I'm the guy that it's uh, a lot of these shows. I'm the fucking GM. So I'm, 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 yeah, certain my right to cut in line, I guess, because this is going to be the last ad break of the season. Uh, there are two more episodes in the Pop Rock Saga uh, coming after this, but those are both going to be presented ad-free, like a cool movie on TNT. TNT absolutely does not present movies ad-free. Some movie channel does. Getting wildly off topic less than a minute into this. Uh, you know, hey, if it's going to be the last ad break of the uh, of the season, then, you know, let's luxuriate in it. Let's Let's hang out. Let's watch some movies on TNT. Is TNT even a channel anymore? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, let me tell you about our Patreon real quick. Um, if you go to patreon.com slash playtest, you can give us a little bit of money to support the show. And uh, you get some cool stuff in return. Uh, for just $1 a month, you get every episode of the show a full week in advance. Uh, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, on the free feed, you could have been listening to it one whole week ago. Uh, ain't that exciting. Um, you don't have to, if you hang out in our Discord, which you can find by following Audio Entropy on Twitter, uh, you don't have to dodge the spoiler minefield that hits every Monday, uh, because all the patrons are talking about the new Patreon app. You can just, you can be part of the conversation. And from my understanding, joining the conversation is the most important part of online. Really just torturing this ad break, huh? Anyway, for uh, $3 a month, uh, you get a few benefits. You get to read my GM notes from every episode, uh, or in the case of some interludes, one of which might just be coming up soon, uh, you can read the GM notes of whoever else is uh, running things. Um, you know, when we do the mini-series that we've been talking about uh, over the spring and summer here, the though those folks will also be doing GM notes. The idea is that there's GM notes per episode, uh, and it is agnostic of the author. You get to read them for three dollars. Whew! Really, just <laughs> I was joking about uh, stretching this out, luxuriating in it, but uh, I feel more like I am just on a stage soaked in flop sweat. <laughs> uh, for three dollars, you also get um, what else do you get? You get. Uh, 
Eidolon Playlist, which is a bonus monthly podcast uh, where we talk about music. And uh, for the first couple episodes here, we are going through the discography of The Killers, since they have featured very heavily on the show. Um, in general, we're going to try to uh, pull music and bands that, uh, yeah, we have referenced on the show or have been, you know, turned into a big part of, uh, you know, what we're building here. Um, so, yeah, we put out an episode on Samstown in January. And uh, in a couple weeks here, there will be an episode on the third Killers album, Day and Age. So, three bucks a month gets you that. It also gets you another bonus podcast, uh, our design sessions, where... Me and Molly sit down and talk through the game and start, uh, you know, tweaking it or adding new things to it. Right now, our big focus is we are working on uh, getting the second edition of the game into a playable state so we can test it during the miniseries. Um, that's, uh, you know, we're sort of taking what we built in the first edition game and we are um, trying to remove certain things that we borrowed from other games uh, you know, we took a lot of the core systems from Apocalypse World. You know, it's a Powered by the Apocalypse game, and we're not destroying that influence completely, but we're trying to make something that's a little more our own, uh, a little more uh, from scratch. And on paper, at least, it seems pretty cool. It'll be fun to see in a couple months here if uh, it turns out that all of our ideas are a steaming trash pile. But for $3 a month, you can listen to us work out how to make that trash pile stop steaming. Um, for $5 a month, you get access to the most recent draft of the game, which uh, we just recorded a design session the same day I'm recording this, and I talked about this there. But it's been quite a while since a new draft has come out. Um, the sort of final draft of the first edition of the game is in the works. The plan is it is going to be up on the Patreon on the same day that uh, Rock 45, the season finale, uh, hits the Patreon. Worst case scenario, it should be up the following week when Rock 45 hits the free feed. Um, we are all just incredibly busy right now. Uh, this finale has been a lot of fun, and I'm very proud of how it's come out, but uh, editing it is a lot of work, even with uh, other folks helping out with the job. I don't know how the hell I managed to get this edited by myself last year when I had the same thing, uh, four 10-person episodes Oh, jeez. Um, $5 a month also gets your name read out on the show like so. And since this is going to be the uh, final ad break of the uh, season, I'm going to go ahead and read everybody's name instead of just uh, 25 random ones. So let's go through every single $5 and up patron we've got here. Uh, thank you to Meridian, Monica Ulmensik, NM, Pixel, Erica Maybe, Mary of Mars, Johan159, Alexander Moore, Trans Butch Joey, Hazel Miller, Gen Callahan, Monica Wurdenberger, Nancy Blank, M.W., Fair Majesty, Empress Quintilian Galaxion, uh, Keon Cowan, Cohen, sorry, <laughs> uh, Kenning, Megan Anderson, Timothy Miller, Cleo, Fenty, Ruby Shine, Tony Androsky, Matthew Enticott, Abby Rexy Stiltala, uh, Rasha G., Apteris, Dio Brando stole my massive Joestar dick, Alex Beaton, John Klingle, Aaron Cerise, Brian Melvin Stapleton, Spellbound Mage, Lillian Schultz, Fennec Factor, Infinitron, LG, Trigger Harpy, Pigeon Smith, Ultimate Trainer, Robust Laser, Jay Cooper, Dexter Sinister, Professor Piggy, Becky Scott Fairley, and George Soros. 
Siobhan Peridot Rose, Jiri Runnell, uh, Zach Weatherford, Matt Palladium, Gray Aster, May Lalver, uh, Maximilian Gumble, Charlie Neal, Theodore Beauregard Man, Propagable, Brulee, Liam Black, Jenna F., Rem Diaz, Clockwise Man, AJ, Mary Painter, Robin Long, Robin Magi, Casey, Patch, Brutus, Sudzu, Major Spade, Joe Tank Richard Deli, Mark Sokolov, Valerie, John Brownlee, Grief Ninja, Tanner Vogelsang, Benjamin Lewis, Violet Dawn, Icy Shadow, Spongy Cloud, Crass Pants, Bizarre Logo, Christopher Pregados, Tabitha Spokes, Pete Shaka, Destry Hawk, uh, <laughs> Leah D. Luck, Leah D. Luck. <laughs> Thank you for that. Uh, Drashura, Adam Levine, Don Fluffles, Jeans, James Cherenzia, Soda Juice, LV, Kyle Wayne LaCroix, Cassandra Mira, Smokey, Hannah, Big Titty Goth Tradwife, Queen Cat Attack, Dragon Girl Josie, Freebie, Mitchell Dill, Dan, David, Jenny Size, Fire Princess Lily, Jordan Sam, Paradotted, Abilene, Veldrin, Witsu, Celeste Jennings, Megan Krantz, Jennifer, Eli Maroney, June B, Ryleth, Evan, Lucentia, Virgil Purcell, Liam Conlin, Rizzy, Lachlan Cleland, Ryan Ball, Robert Wilson, Ellen, Striven, Lizzie Two Shoes, Evan Saff, Gail N, Black Album 22, Andrew Gallagher, Lyric Solitaire, Zawarudo Tur Turtle, <laughs> Got the Zawarudo part, great, and then fucked up the English word in that name. Uh, Brit, Nebulous Harmony, Fred Smith, J-Dub, Naraxis, Hazel, Torches, Underlying Ocean, Chloe B, Timothy Von Opdorp, Von Opdorp? Van Opdorp. Oh, I'm very sorry. <laughs> Bird Wizard, Josh Berry, Mess, Scaly Haley, Marissa Last Name, The Last Robot, Bimblewort, Lazy Empress, WL, Chesh Amoeba, Estevan Flores, Rose, Ted Gervais, Erica, Parrish, Sarah Wistful Stargazer, Jay Magnum, Evelyn Althea, Richard Wood, Parrish, and of course, you've been with us since practically the very beginning, the Z-Mage. There are so many of you. <laughs> I really should have kept that to the very end instead of doing it when I was describing the $5 tier. I'm not used yet to there being more to this. Um, we'll get to the $10 benefit stuff in a second, but let me just say thank you so much to all of you that uh, subscribe. A lot of those names I recognize as having read over and over again because you have stayed with us for, like, months, years at this point. God, we have been doing this for almost two years now, and... A lot of you have been right there with us the whole time, and I, I'm pretty sure I can speak for every single one of us when I just say we are incredibly thankful for your continued support. Um, and that's why we are trying... You know, I was going to spin this as us being <laughs> doing an act of gratitude uh, and saying that's why we're doing even more bonus content for you. But considering that we charge you more for it, I don't know if I can get away with that one. And let me, from that, pivot into our $10 tier, which we launched uh, recently, The Grab Bag. For $10 a month, you get basically whatever bonus content we can scrounge up that month. Uh, right now, we are um, doing a bi-weekly bonus podcast called Actually, I Meant For You To Pod My Cast, where uh, me, Ty, Iris, me, Ty, and Iris uh, talk Zoe through Stone Ocean, which uh, is getting its anime on uh, Netflix right now. Um, I will say, I don't know what's going to happen, but um, we are very quickly reaching the end of what uh, they have released so far, and they have made 
no announcements about when more Stone Ocean is coming. So that podcast might be going on hiatus uh, sometime in the next month or so through no fault of our own. And we will have to find uh, other grab bag content for you if that is the case. We've got a few things in the wings, uh, such as Eidolon Pasta, a very (laughs) bad idea that Zoe committed to for no good reason (laughs) a couple months back. Um, she is going to be GMing a, uh, monthly Eidolon game, uh, set in a world, uh, essentially that, it's like a cooking shonen anime universe, where, uh, Team Pasta is entered into a, a cooking tournament where teams use their Eidolons to cook? I believe I have that premise right, so he can correct me if I'm wrong, um, that's gonna be coming out monthly. I don't know how many episodes she has planned. It's not a big number. I want to say four, but I don't know for sure. Um, She's getting some guests and friends of the show on, uh, as opposed to our normal um, roster for that. Um, And yeah, that's going to be a good time. So, ten bucks a month gets you all that. Um, Yeah, I, I again, cannot say thanks enough for the support. Um, Speaking of support, though, we are coming to the end of all of the storytelling that we have been doing so far. You know, um, Rock 45, which is out uh, two weeks from this episode, is going to be the end of everything up until now. Um, I kind of joked last year about uh, the season one finale being the end of everything. Um, eh, Maybe not joked so much as lied, uh, so that it would be a surprising twist when, uh, you know, the show continued, but, um, it's for real this time. Uh, Eidolon Playtest is not going anywhere, but Eidolon Pop and Eidolon Rock are. They're finished. Um, and, uh, that's, you know, kind of sad in some ways. I'm gonna miss a lot of these characters, and I think uh, a lot of us are. Um, I'm pretty excited about the stuff that we have planned for the future. I really hope that, uh, you know, you folks want to stick around and see what we do next. I, I think we'll make it worth your while. Um, but kind of more importantly, I have uh, a request for y'all. Um, because as we get out of this season finale season and get into um, all the mini series we're doing... That will then lead into the beginning of Season 3, which is a whole new story that requires no uh, previous knowledge. This is going to be a time period that is very newcomer-friendly. And because of that, we want to make sure that we are doing our best to get the show out in front of people right now. Um, We've talked before about, you know, maybe leaving us a review on iTunes or, you know, rating us, uh, preferably five stars, but I can't tell you what to do. Um... I think this would be a really crucial period for that stuff. If if you've enjoyed the show at all uh, these past two years, we would really appreciate it if you could take the time and uh, write us just a short review. Um, I think even if you just say, I liked it, <laughs> um, I think if we get a lot of those back-to-back, that does bump us in the, the iTunes algorithm and uh, get us in front of more eyes. Um, and, uh, you know, mostly how we get uh, new listeners is through word of mouth, you know, folks telling their friends about this show and, uh, you know, getting them into it. Um, So we would, you know, 
as always, appreciate that very much. And like I said, kind of now more than ever when it's a time that is going to be really uh, accessible for newcomers uh, with no backlog they have to go to. Um, yeah, I I like this show a lot. I think we do a lot of good work here. And I think that there are a lot of people out there that would like this show. And that's maybe a little, uh, I don't know, arrogant of me. I don't know. Uh, a lot of you seem to like it, so clearly there's an audience for it. Um, this is getting away from me. I'm getting way too uh, candid on here. But my point is, um, you know, the toughest thing for a podcast of our size is not making a product that people like. It's getting that product in front of people. And uh, we can only do so much on that front. And anything you guys can do to help us out with that, we would just appreciate so, so much. So... Yeah, if you have a couple free minutes, if you can pop a review onto iTunes, uh, hit the five-star button on it, tell your friends about us. Um, in the coming weeks, uh, that would be just a a really big help, I think. Um, but I think that is enough from me. Uh, on one hand, this ad break has run a bit long. Uh, on the other hand, though, like I said, the next two episodes are going to be completely ad-free. So, uh, you know, I think it balances out in the end. Um Quick note about our schedule. So the next two weeks are going to be the end of the season. And then after that, we're going to do postmortem episodes, just like we did after season one. Uh, we're going to do a pop postmortem and then a rock postmortem the following week. Uh, if you want to send in questions for those, uh, you can email idleonplaytest at gmail.com. Um, you know, get them in now if uh, there are questions you already have. I'm sure a lot of y'all want to wait and hear the finale before uh, really sending in too many questions. To that end, I am sorry that with our recording schedule, um, if you are listening to Rock 45 on the free feed, if you're waiting to hear it uh, to send in questions, you'll be too late. Uh, we are recording both postmortem episodes the same week that Rock 45 hits the Patreon so um, I, I do apologize for that. It's just with our schedule, that's the only way we can do it. Uh, but for just $1 a month, you can uh, get on the Patreon, hear it in time to submit some questions. And uh, even if you can't or, you know, don't want to, I understand, um, you can still send in questions about other topics. You know, there's 40, what, 90 mainline episodes of this show. There's probably something you might have a question about. And yeah, we're going to need stuff to discuss. So please, uh, that's idleonplaytest at gmail.com. Send them in. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. Um, and then after that, we will be doing a four-part interlude campaign, just like we did last year. It's not going to be our Stormy present again, but it is going to be the same basic idea of uh, someone else on the team is uh, has designed a game of their own, and they will be running it for a small group of players for a couple episodes. We will announce uh, the specifics of that during the pop postmortem. And then uh, during the rock postmortem, we're going to announce uh, what season three of this show is going to be. So stay tuned for that. Uh, so yeah, we're going to do the postmortems, then this interlude, then we're going to do our miniseries that y'all bought. And I've said thank you a lot, but thank you again. <laughs> and then uh, once we get through those, there's six of them, I think. That sounds right. Um I, season three is going to be starting properly uh, somewhere around the beginning of October, if I remember right. Um, yeah, I believe the first week in October is when season three is going to start. So we pretty much have the whole year mapped out, and I think it's going to be a lot of good stuff. Um, and I think I've already said once that I've 
spent enough time in here, so this time for real, I'm going to get out of your hair and let you get back to this episode. Bye! Give me a scrap, Alexis. Oh, that's an eight. Okay, then yeah, I think you are just, yeah, eating a lot of the fireflies, turning them into photographs, uh, but, you know, you're also exposing yourself to harm, and yeah, you do. Men in black get bit a little bit, which are, those bites are sort of transferred onto you. Quentin and Alexis both, yeah, you've got some some nasty bug bites at this point. Um, Ursula, how about you? Uh, I have a Carly thing, if that's okay. Yeah, oh yeah, if you want to do a Carly thing, go for it. Yeah, uh, I think she's gonna try this. She doesn't know if it's gonna work, but she's gonna try to give everyone armor made out of human disco ball to protect themselves against the bites. Yeah, give me a beat the Elspeth's pow. Yeah, made, of course, as everyone knows, out of everyone's uh, fears and the thing they hate most about themselves. That's a three. Uh, I'm re-rolling the one, because Carly hasn't rolled. Okay. Uh, Five plus... You say pow? Yeah. What's Carly <laughs> said? Uh, Carly has one pow, so that's a six. Oh boy! Yeah, the problem with trying to build armor out of everyone's fears and insecurities <laughs> at the end game here is a lot of people have had a lot of personal growth. God damn it! Why did you all get better? No, that's cheating. resolved a lot of issues. So there's just not as much material to work with. And uh, the problem of of trying to give armor made out of the things that you hate about yourself to Chili the Fox is there's right. not going to be any. Can I say a way this goes bad? Yeah, go for it. Uh, instead of making armor out of this, human, the, the armor gets made and then it, it looks like BB and it's in front of Carly Ooh, yeah. and it swings to hit her. Ooh, boy. Oh, shit, yeah. I think that hits you and sort of sends you reeling back towards the edge of sort of this firefly vortex and yeah, they start nibbling at you. I love happy characters. <laughs> Sloan, what are you doing? Um, I think Sloan kind of sees where everything is going here. Uh-huh. Um, and tries to say, okay, everyone get behind me. And tries to get herself in, like, out the edge of the wall. And uh-huh. just wants to light them up, like, as much fire as she can throw into the swarm, which would be just scrap, I guess. Yeah, scrap. And that is a six. This I can help as Ursula. Okay, yeah. Because I already have the flamethrower out. That's true. Yeah. And I have plus one. So that is a seven. Okay. Okay. Then, yeah, I think you shoot the flamethrower just to add more flame to start a riot. It's, uh, or to leave a trace, rather. It is burning up the flies, and sort of the the fire is crawling up the walls of this sort of tornado they've locked you in. And it's killing a lot of them, but it's, at some point, the flame just kind of starts to sputter out. Um, Sloane, you just, like, don't have the strength in leave a trace to push it as hard as you need to to wipe them out. 
I think Sloane is trying to put out as much fire as she can, and it's just not enough. Leave a trace is more ash than fire. Right. Um, and Abby sees this, and she sees Sloane putting herself in harm's way, trying to put everything she's got. I assume Sloane is getting bit by a bunch of fireflies during this. Some are probably getting through, yeah. yeah. Um, and just immediately operates on instinct and rushes forward and grabs Sloane and kisses her. Abby, give me a beat the odds plus pow. Okay. What, pow for a kiss? This is a good kiss. Yeah. <laughs> Luke loves to make people roll for kissing. <laughs> I can't believe Luke let you use your best stat for your kiss. Um, I don't think that's Abby's best stat. Um, okay, that is a 10. Now, Eidolons are powered by the emotional state of the user, and if someone perhaps maybe kissed the love of their life for the first time in a moment of extreme stress, maybe it could do a little extra. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I think one more time rewinds Sloane Parker to before she got fucked up by Sabnock. Uh, do you want to describe what One More Time looks like as it does this? Like, does it uh, look any different or do something cool looking? I think that One More Time and Leave a Trace are kissing above uh, oh, Abby and um, Sloan. Um, and One More Time's powers are, like, bleeding into Leave a Trace. And Leave a Trace is slowly congealing. Like, all the ash is becoming more and more solid. And fire starts burning through her eyes more, and Leva Trace is gone, and Starter Riot is back. The scars all over your body, Sloan, are just sort of receding and fading away. That big gnarly one on your side is gone. You like this entire time you've just on a low level been in pain, and for the first time since you woke up in the universe Beelzebub gave you, that pain is gone. And uh, I think there is a massive explosion of fire reaching out in every direction. The fireflies are completely consumed by it. The flames sort of lick at everybody in this little circle, but they don't hurt you. If They feel warm and almost soothing, even as you see them burn up your enemy to a crisp. And yeah, when the fire clears, you see Sloane uh, as she used to be. Hell yeah. Yay! <laughs> Christina turns to Harvey and says, Is that is that why you got a new idol on? Oh my uh, god. <laughs> no, uh, wait, uh, that, would, that would be very romantic, but no, I think it had to do with uh, integrating... Like five lifetimes into one entity. Oh, yeah. L- listen, I'm, what if I'm, I tried harder uh, next time? <laughs> Adorable. I'm uh, listen. I'm not going to say no. <laughs> um, I think Sloane, like an Abby, separate like and are just kind of in a daze, and then Sloane says, "I'm not going to be able to follow up that kiss. That that's it's not going to get better than that. Sorry." That's, uh, that's, that's fine. Yeah. 
Oh, God. I think Abby immediately, <laughs> now the, the adrenaline of the moment is passing. She is just a wave of embarrassment rushing back to her. And Sloane just starts laughing and, like, hugs her. Strix is just, like, 20 feet away going, like, Woo! <laughs> Abby, you did it! <laughs> she, I think Abby is just sort of burying her face in you, Sloane. Yeah, I think Carly's, like, clapping. Oh, God. Uh, I told you! Mm. <sighs> Crucial question, Sloane. Did the abs also get rewound? No, away? I think this is, like, pr- like d- neighborhood Sloane, but, like, before she started getting really fucked up. Okay, okay, yeah, 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 that makes sense. It's, like, prime Sloane. Right, right. And also, for the record, mechanically, that was me using the veteran master move, don't call it a comeback. Yes. Um, which lets me get a vanguard master move and two vanguard um, advanced moves. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, uh, yeah, I actually think, uh, you know, I, I called out Quentin and uh, Alexis. Everybody probably got a little bit up by those flies, but I think the the strange soothing flame that Starter Riot put out actually uh, healed it. Is everyone okay? Yeah. I'm doing great. Yeah, I'll bet. Yeah, yeah it looks uh, you, like it. You seem pretty cool. I think so? Uh... Strix is gonna, uh, he's gonna, like, put his hand on the side of his goggles and do that, like, anime glint thing again, and he's he's just gonna, I'm just gonna dredge the undertow, I wanna make sure that, like, Beelzebub is, like, actually dead. I won't even make you roll for that, yes, you, uh, he is gone. Okay, cool. Uh, in that case, I don't know if you'll want me to roll on this one, uh, where did Alexis and Teoth go? Yeah, uh, give me a dredge for that, sure. Okay, that is an eight. Eight. Um, then you can feel that they are going somewhere important. They are going to a place that Teoth is driving her to to um, complete what Teoth wants. Hmm. Hey, uh, hey, Sloane. Yeah, yeah, what's up? Any idea where Alexis is going? Oh, fuck, it's the house. The house? Okay, we don't have to. We don't have time to go back to the hotel. We got to go back to the house. Um, we'll tell you on the way. Okay. Um, I'll I'll get the I'll get the van warmed up. Um, I mean, I, I do. We have to do the exposition dump of what the house is, or do we just assume? Yeah. No, I think you can catch anybody who didn't catch that up. Uh, we got to drive. Way there yeah. is I. Yeah, you got to drive to make it. Uh, I think Agent Alexis is going to ask Sloan. Uh, so, like, what's the plan? Are, are we gonna kill her? I don't... I don't... I mean, if we have to, we can, but I, A, really don't want to, and B, think that the real play here is trying to get her to realize that there's more than just being whatever she's become. We... We need to make sure she doesn't enter the house and keep her out. I'm not saying kill her. Maybe restrain her and see if we can talk to her. We're not killing Alexis, okay? Quentin crosses his no, arms. I, I didn't say we were killing Alexis. Quentin. She's my friend, too. Yeah, like, I don't... Trust me, I'm the last person who wants to do that, but we we cannot pretend like that is not something that we may have to consider. Mm. Crosses arms harder. <laughs> There's, like, uh... Around 12 of us right now, probably more, we can probably 
keep her away from the house if we get there in time. I feel like we're still gonna need everybody. Uh, hey, Neil Mouse. Yes. You're still like insanely fast, right? Speed of sound. Do you know where the Neutral Milk Hotel is? I'm sure I can find it. Okay. I need you to head there and get the rest of the crew. Tell them Strix sent them. On it, boss. And he zooms away. <laughs> All right, yeah. Neil Mouse, you zoom off. Um, is there any scenes of dialogue folks want to do on the ride over real quick? I, I have a little short thing. I think Sloane would maybe want a moment with Strix, if that's okay. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think Sloane just goes like, hey, um, I didn't get a chance to say it earlier, but um, I'm extremely proud of you. Um, hey. Look at, like, like last I saw you, you were barely, like, you, you were afraid, and we were running, and you, you know, I... You chose, like, you, you, I wanted to keep you safe. And look at you now, like. Hey, look, I mean, look at me, look at you. I mean, I had the luxury of getting to, you know, just forget everything and go to paradise for 10,000 years. You had to tough it out the whole time. And I think you came out to the other side pretty good. It took me a while, but I'm doing okay. Hey, doing more than okay. And uh, he kind of punches her on the shoulder and looks over at Abby real quick. And I think Sloane blushes and, like, just kind of goes, and, like, scratches the back of her head. (laughs) (laughs) I have a thing, and it can be just, like, a scene, or if anyone wants to jump in, they can. I just... Yeah. uh, I think Ursula Ursa is probably in the Josh band in the very back, like, Mm. where... In the actual trunk, and, like, trying to make herself a... At least the least visible as possible because she doesn't think she can have a conversation with Carly or with Sloane or with anyone else. She feels she has hurt everyone and not really helped anyone. So she's just making herself small, hiding in the trunk. (laughs) Yeah, I just wanted that shot. If anyone wants to jump in, if not, that's it. Yeah, all right. Uh, I'll jump in with Lady Luck, actually. Huh. <laughs> okay. I think she's just kind of, like, been sort of laying down in the air up here because, uh, you know, seats are at a premium, and she just kind of floats back there and says, Hey, what's got you down? Um, I basically have hurt everyone I ever cared about. I, I'm supposed to have had all these huge changes and and become a better person, but maybe I just need to steer clear of everyone, shoot people, which is, as you know, the thing I'm good at, and not involve myself with them. So I'm in the trunk, I am cleaning my gun, and I'm just... Waiting until there's something else for me to shoot. All right, well, I haven't been too privy to what your whole uh, deal has been lately, but weren't you, like, two or three people until, like, an hour ago? Yep, one of those people uh, emotionally, mentally abused several people in this band. Um, And uh, honestly, I don't think the other parts of me are really any better. I just... Do you remember that time where you 
got me, convinced me, helped me, whichever way you want to say it, to kill the angel of death for you? Yeah, I would call that uh, largely manipulation. I Yeah. Yeah. So, I was happy there because I was being useful. I was doing something. I was, at least in my head, making you happy. Shit, I even offered to, like, I don't know, watch TV with you, which is dumb as hell. But, like, I just wanted to be of use to someone. And I don't know. Maybe that's just not me. Maybe interactions is not... Maybe I can't have healthy interactions with people, and that's okay. I'll just be here, in the trunk, with my gun. Well, Ursula, I tried to enter a new universe in order to save my girlfriend who was corrupted by pure evil, and instead uh, got reborn as a silly little chaos goblin who uh, spent most of her time tricking people into doing bad shit. So, like, look, sometimes you have good intentions and they just don't go that well, but... But what do you do? What are you doing? Are Like, what are we supposed to do after we... I don't know, if you don't want to call it fuck up like this, after we... Oh, I definitely fucked up real good. Okay, what do you do after you fuck up? Yeah, well, that's what I've been trying to figure out since I found out about what I really am. But look, uh, I don't have the best answer for that, but I do know that what wasn't helping was when I was doing what you're doing right now, uh, sitting and hiding and not doing anything. You know what I did do, though, was I got to take apart a big, ugly crocodile motherfucker, and that did help people. Yeah, I mean, so did I. But that just... I feel like I'm only helpful when I'm committing violence, and I don't like that feeling. Well, sure. I'm hearing you talk a lot about how you just want to feel useful to people, and maybe your problem is you need to stop worrying about how other people feel about you. Even when you were, you know, BB, you were still mostly focused on making people like you. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Maybe you need to figure out how to like yourself. God, I sound like a fucking mom. <laughs> Great. You know, you wouldn't be the worst mo- Anyways. No. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just gonna mean- shut that one down right away. See? Not good conversations. The words that come out of my mouth are weapons. Look, you're... You're in a bad place right now. I'm not holding it against you. I'm just saying. I don't... Yeah. I get you. I just... Yeah. Do you like yourself? Huh. Oh, I like myself a lot better uh, before we went to that house. Do you think... And I don't mean, like, romantically even, but, like... Do you think people like you? Hmm. Well, they keep me around, so... I guess they must. That's nice. That sounds nice. Yeah. And they, they're keeping you around too, you know. I suppose so. I just, part of me just wants to be out of the way from people. I want Sloane to be happy. I want Strix to, to be happy. I want us to save Alexis. Quentin is kind of as messed up as I am, but he handles it. He deals with it. 
I hide away, so I don't know. Part of me kept thinking maybe I should just not even find a new group of people, but like, thank you for the talk. Yeah. Uh, look, I don't know. Maybe you do need to spend some time on your own. Not forever or anything, but maybe that'd be a good way to figure some things out about yourself. And when you're ready, that might make it a little easier to relate to people the way you want to. Yeah, you're right. Or at least I think you're right. But you don't need to, you're not, you don't have to quarantine yourself from everybody because you're going to hurt everyone. I'm talking more for your sake. <laughs> you know, actually focus on what kind of person you want to be and figure out how to be them. Yeah, that sounds incredibly hard, but also like the right thing to do. I think she just kind of, yeah, she sort of just settles down, like, from the air into the trunk with you. Yeah. She's a little bit, like, she's not quote-unquote fixed or whatever, but, like, she's, her head's looking a little bit more up than before. Yeah. Are you two getting AC back there? Uh, a little bit? I'm an immortal goddess, it really doesn't matter one way or the other. Yeah, I don't even know what the fuck I am anymore. Now I mean that in a self-deprecating mood. I actually do not know what I am. Okay, I'll, I'll try adjusting the fan a little. Thank you. You are really sweet. I appreciate Thanks. that. Thanks. <laughs> no problem. I I appreciate the sentiment, but again, really doesn't affect me either way. Now you know. It's the sentiment. It's the sentiment. Chili's, Chili's just sitting in the back chewing on what everyone hopes is just some rawhide. <laughs> hey, Chili. Oh, hi. Uh, you're Strix, right? Yeah, yeah. I wonder, do I still smell the same? Yeah, yeah. You've got you've got that owly smell, and then like a bit of a I don't know. You smell a bit like a guy too. Um, I guess that makes sense now. Looks like you've uh, you look different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I've st- I've still got a little bit of owl going on. Like I can still do this, and his head turns around. Whoa, that is. <laughs> That is unsettling on a on a human body. Uh, it turns it back around. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Uh, also, I, I, you know what? Uh, I, I'm not gonna go into it, but like pellets are still a thing, and like I'm not looking forward to that. Oh no! <laughs> is this a this, is this new? Oh god! <laughs> I mean, it's 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 new for being a human, not for an owl. Oh, I mean, the being a human thing. Oh, yeah, well, no, I was I was a human before I was an owl, like a long time ago. Oh. Yeah, up until actually right before you met me. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. I, I guess I'm glad I get to meet this that side of you. I am too. How are you doing? I'm good. Oh, glad to hear it. So what have you, what have you been up to? You got like a sword and some magic trinkets? Like what all, what all did you get up to? Oh, yeah, um... Yeah, people keep dying and leaving me things. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I, me too. I, do you need to talk about it? Uh, the sword is fine. It was just a lady who was trying to kill me. Um, <laughs> oh, well, okay then. Yeah, that's that sounds sounds good. The, the necklace and, uh... I actually have a ring, too. They belong to a friend of mine, uh, Virginia. Yeah? Uh, not this Virginia. Um, she was in 
Um, so you remember before the world got, to, or when the world got destroyed, and we were all in the um, that car. Uh huh. Um, I don't know what happened to all of you guys, but I crashed with it in the desert. But it wasn't. It looked like it was my desert, but it wasn't my desert. It was like some Star Trek thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, um, like, my friends were there, but they weren't really my friends. But then they kind of became my friends. And, uh, anyway, that Virginia, um, she was a witch. And I was her familiar. Oh, cool. And we robbed a casino together. Yeah. And it was really fun, but then we went to jail, and then she died. Oh. How? Well, the president tried to get rid of her, and then, like, literally, like, make her not exist anymore. Oh. And then, then an explosion happened. Well, Chili, I can, I can actually kind of speak from experience on that, about getting erased, and I mean, I went through it, and then I came out the other side, and I'm not quite the same. I mean, the person I was is is gone. He's not truly ever coming back. But some part of him, you know, moves on and and really that's I think that's the important thing is is you know what uh what you leave behind with people. And it sounds like she left you something good. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to do I'm trying to do things that would have made her proud. I'm sure you have. I mean, you did you did fucking stab a, a massive Godzilla monster in the face with the nice sword. So I think I think you're doing pretty good. Yeah, I think she would have liked that. Yeah, I I bet she would. I hoped her brother too. Yeah. Yeah, you met him, Harvey. Oh, oh, okay. He was he was different. He was different then, but you know, I. I'll take your word for it. I'm, I'm willing to bet there's something complicated going on, and I'm just willing to roll with it, because there's a lot of that. He was him, and then he became someone else, but then he did become him again. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, all right. Yeah, we had, to, we, had to, we had to beat up the president to get him back. Oh, again? It's always the president. Yeah, I don't think presidents are very good. No, I don't think they are. I, I, feel, I feel like that's just kind of inherent to being president, is being bad. I've never met a good one. You know me neither. So whenever we fix everything, we agreed. No presidents, right? No presidents. No, no more good. presidents. Good. Yeah. Handshake. <laughs> yeah, she she puts up a paw. <laughs> so what did what did you do after you uh, after the the world ended? Oh, I spent a very very long time in a treehouse. Ooh, that sounds nice. It was actually. Uh, Hold on, do you like apples? Yeah! Oh, I've still got a few. Here. Oh, Chili definitely starts chomping down on an apple. <laughs> oh my god, I haven't had good fruit in forever. But the Neutral Milk Hotel is nice, but they only have, like, breakfast foods. And I, I like sweet stuff sometimes. You know, that's weird. I would I would have thought an apple would count as a breakfast food. But, I mean, hey, if nothing else, I, I it's actually kind of a weird side effect of... I'm still trying to figure out my shit, but apparently I can still just make apples, so... That's a really handy superpower. Yeah, actually. I, I should probably check if anybody else in the van wants an apple, but uh, that, that, that can wait. <laughs> it's food, you can throw in my people. But yeah, so after that, uh, I got... I got bored, 
and scared and kind of got attacked by a whole lot of stuff, but I made some new friends. That does seem to be a thing that happens. Yeah, but I met Abby and Carly and Ron and Burgess and uh, and some other folks along the way. I'm not really sure where they g- went to, but uh, I'm hoping we'll see him again. But uh, yeah, I, I, I'm I'm doing pretty good now. I uh, I self actualized. I I don't I don't know if that's a thing you're familiar with. I mean, I oh, guess yeah, you no, would I've, be familiar I've with d- it. I've done that before. Yeah, yeah. Honestly, you seem you seem to have uh, already basically reached your peak. Uh, if I'm gonna be real, you really seem to have your whole thing together. I'm sure I can figure out somewhere else to go. <laughs> you know what? If if anybody can, it's you, Chili. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I think Alexis is driving her van. And maybe Virginia is just, just happens to be sitting shotgun while Alexis is driving and smoking. Mm-hmm. She just kind of starts idly chatting to her. So we're uh, going to like the house that's your dad or whatever. Yeah. Um. Not dad as much as creator. It's weird. Oof. And I guess there we're gonna fight me, or not me, but another version of me, or... I, I don't know, like, I, f- I feel like if, we're, if I'm her, she's me, or I'm her copy, or variant, or whatever, I should have a better idea of what to do. Like, I should have some better insight or advice for the others, but I don't. Do you ever feel like that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you aren't her, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not Michael, but we've had to fight him a couple of times now, and each time I haven't been the one to come up with the solution... It's usually someone else. Like, the only reason that we were able to do the thing to turn him into a house in the first place was because of Harvey, and... I I mean, I wasn't gonna think of that. What happens in the old universe? You were there, right? What, what do you mean, the old universe? Like, like, the original. Before, I wasn't there, but you were. Oh, you mean at the heart? Yeah. Or I guess you mean at the fight with Michael? I I don't know all the details. I just know something happened where it all got blown up. Yeah, the everybody, myself included, wanted to destroy the heart of glass because it had Teoth in it and it was powering the estate, and none of us wanted the estate to continue. And that is still true, but it destroyed everything it was the right decision but I I couldn't contain Teoth again even though they wanted me to they wanted you to contain Teoth well Michael did in the first place and I'm his Eidolon so yeah they did that's a lot to ask of someone yeah but I 
wanted to, so... When we're going to Michael again now, are they going to ask you to do something like that? Maybe. Uh, I mean, I guess, yeah, Sloan said I was the only difference in this universe, and and Harvey just keeps telling me it's going to be fine, but I, I don't know. It's... He can't control me anymore, but I'm still worried about what happens when he's gone. It doesn't really sound like any of us are coming in with a plan. No. We've never gone <laughs> we've never gone in with a good plan before, so uh no reason to change it now, I guess. Except the universe falling apart before. I guess that's a good reason to have a plan. Yeah, and the universe isn't exactly looking too hot right now, either. At least this time we know it's his fault. I keep thinking, if the other me got corrupted by Teoth or whatever, if I was in her circumstances, would I have done the same? You mean, like, go to the house and try and get through, or...? Sure, I mean... Apparently, that sounds like a good idea to her. There must be a reason for it. I think she's been alone for a really long time. And, I mean, I didn't know her that well. I, I knew her for maybe a day, if that. But, I mean, if you get swept up by Teoth for... God only knows how long, then a lot of things probably start to sound like good ideas that maybe aren't. Well, then maybe it might have been a mistake to leave Teoth in the heart of glass for so long. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, we barely know what it is, but it powers the universe, so I, I guess that's not true this time. It was true last time, but now it's just there killing things, it seems like. It's just kind of scary. Alexis takes a a long drag of her cigarette and uh, asks Virginia if she wants one. That's that's okay. I I don't smoke. Yeah, that's a good choice. It's uh, it's not good for you. Yeah, I've, I've heard that. And Alexis will put it out in the ashtray. Hi, did you want to do a Quentin scene with somebody? Yeah, I think there's a, a bit where he, like, excitedly catches Carly up on everything. Uh-huh. And, like, you know, they do that back and forth. Yeah. And then they're, like, yeah. just kind of catching up. Um, yeah, and I think Carly's been smiling for the first time in a long time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I came back, and then the frog th- dropped a house on me. And then I came back as, like, a young version. And I was still, like, anxious and weird, but, like. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and uh, this time I met Sloane, and I was like, okay, well, she's tough, so I gotta be tough. And then I, like, tried to be tough, and 
Yeah. I don't know if it worked now, but... You seem tough. Um, you seem tougher than the Quentin I knew. Oh, God. I... Oof. I just wanted everyone to like me so much, I would just do whatever they ask, and, like... Mm-hmm. That was a mess. And then I went the other way, where, like, nothing mattered, and I just became this weird fucking sarcastic asshole for a while. Like, yeah. for like... Uh-huh. For like ten years, actually, I, I think that's literally what happened to my Quentin. He wanted just people to like him, so that's why he started dating Henry. And then once he was with Henry, he kind of just became a sarcastic asshole. Yeah. Uh. But I feel, I feel good. I feel. That's good. I feel good about everything except us. I. You know, I'm not. You know I'm not your, and she does airmarks, you're Carly, right? I know. I know. It's the multiverse and everything. But (sighs) based on everything you told me, if I was your Carly, I would tell you not to beat yourself up over it. I made choices, you made choices, and we survived because we were there for each other. You are a person of word, Quentin. You know this. Don't beat yourself up. Alright. That's that's fair. That's what old me said, so I guess he kinda has some I have wisdom. I don't know. It's <laughs> it's weird to think about the future. You have something, for sure. I, yeah, I like to think I, I think, I think I'm pretty clever yeah. sometimes I've come up with some Yeah, I would definitely say clever Maybe sometimes a little bit too clever for your own good <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah I think that's a universal Quentin trait Oh, universal Quentin constant the, <laughs> If it was a variable, it would be a Q Yes, too clever for your own good Alright, I was gonna come here and like oh, I apologize for being weird But at the same time I don't know. No. No. No apology needed. I don't know what's going to happen once all this is over, but we can keep talking. After that. I think I'd like that. Even, yeah. you know, if you're different and like I'm different and everything's different, I'd like a future where you're in it in some capacity. I would love to uh, have you meet my other partner, or I guess my only partner now. Your other um, partner? Yeah, me, Ron, and Ursula were a thing, but yeah, I think it's just me and Ron now. Back in my universe, if I can ever go back, I think you would like him. You Okay, you're dating Ron and... Yeah. You can do that? <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> Cut to polyamory speech. <laughs> God. I think Sloan, like, I think Sloan is, like, leaned over, like, like, facing backwards, like, leaning over a seat, having a heated discussion with Harvey. Uh-huh. Uh, no, Harvey, that's nerd shit. Have you ever been to one? No, it, what, again, nerd shit. Why would I go to one? Well, I don't know. You could spend, uh, an entire day eating fresh roasted meat and, like, baked cheese... God. Downing a stein. Why do I have to go to a red fair to get those things? I can just get them. 
Cause they got they got the good shit. You don't understand. They got they got mead. I still don't understand why why do you want me to go to a ren fair with you? I don't get it. Well, you you know you got the dragon idol on. I got I got like a knight kind of guy. I figured you know. Oh, okay, that, I mean, I kind of get it now, but no, it's still nerd shit. You ever used a crossbow? Okay, now I'm listening. <laughs> they got, okay, they got this stall, right? It is uh-huh. it is just... It's like darts at a carnival, but you got a crossbow, yeah. and you try and, like, puncture the center point in a star. Hmm. Uh, let's see, they got... Uh, they got... What else did they got? They got jousting sometimes. Obviously, that's pretty cool. Uh, they got swords and axes. Oh, like, That okay. you can just buy. All right, yeah, I mean, if you and... If you and Christina want to come, I mean, God, I. Oh God, I think Abby and I should probably talk first. Oh. But that. Oh, what you talking about, Harvey? That was our first kiss. <laughs> hey, congratulations! He just sort of gently punches her on the shoulder. Why is everyone punching me today? <laughs> you know, it's a casual way to express affection without being too sappy about it. I think it's a natural inclination for a lot of people. Usually when I punch people, it's like they're, they're real punches. Okay, well, maybe don't do that as much, unless they're dicks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah how, how did you and Christina, how did that happen? Uh, well, we both... I guess we both kind of had crushes on each other for a while, but never really talked about it? And how, how long were you traveling together? We're like working together uh, and like knew each other. Uh, before are we counting before the apocalypse? Oh yeah, we're counting before the apocalypse. Uh, couple years. And you had crushes the entire time. I mean, I did. I don't. I don't know if she did, but probably for a while. Harvey, yeah. my guy, come on. I mean, like, I guess it's good that you're doing it now. I, listen, I get in my own head a lot, you know, and oh. <laughs> Buddy, I get it. I think mean, I think hearing you admonish Harvey for waiting that long has Abby just kind of like looking at the floor. <laughs> can I uh can I barge in with a stupid thing? Yes. Yes. I think Strix is gonna kind of pop up over the seat and turn to Sloane and say, "Oh, hey, Sloane. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to let you know. Uh, so these goggles like have been showing me things and letting me put together connections." It's a bit weird, a bit random. I just kind of know random shit now. Uh-huh. Do you remember how you had this hated rival in the Grand Blue fandom before everything ended? Uh, some mysterious person by the name of Prince HDG? Yeah. I figured out who he is. I think Sloane just immediately glares at Harvey. <laughs> anyway, thought you might want to know. Bye. Yeah, th- thanks, Strix. Uh, listen, if it's any consolation... uh I was planning on jumping over to Flipper World, but uh, the world ended before that actually came out. I don't know uh-huh. what the uh-huh. development uh-huh. status is on that. Uh-huh. Um, I'm going to show you a real punch, and I think Sloan punches <laughs> him like in the shoulder a little bit harder than you, like, not, not mean, but like, oh, she put a little more spice on it than you normally would. Ursula makes her way back from the trunk to where uh, Christina is. Is she driving? Yeah. Yeah, I think she. Uh, people get moved around and she ends up in the 
passenger seat. Mm-hmm. It was like, hey, wanted to talk to you. Um, Christina, right? Yeah, yeah, sure. Uh, Ursula, right? Yeah, or Ursa, both aren't my names. I wanted to apologize for hitting on your boyfriend in front of you. I was in a shitty place, and I didn't really realize that. I'm sorry. Oh, (laughs) apology accepted. It wasn't really that big of a deal. Yeah, you two seem really cute together. Like, really nice. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, I... I'm kind of just winging it. (laughs) That's totally fair. Um, I think you're doing great. Like, I remember you from the world ending, and I met... I met some yous before, but honestly, you look amazing. Ah, yeah, that was like uh, n- not just look. Sorry, that wasn't. Ah, uh, it's it's my fine. My bisexual I, brain, but I wasn't meaning it that way. I know you, what you seem mean. happy. <laughs> you seem happy. That's what I meant. Yeah, when uh, I remember meeting Sloan back when we got separated, when everything started dissolving, I was. I was mostly just kind of pissed off and and just feeling over everything. And if I'm honest, I I was maybe a little too gung-ho about just ending the universe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Depression mixed with a little nihilism, I guess. Uh Uh-huh. Yep, definitely been there. But I think now, after everything I've been through... I sort of realized that I don't need to have all the answers or to be useful all the time. I'm worth it just because I'm Christina. That sounds like a really smart thing. That sounds like something I should also be thinking. Yeah. I I don't know what you've been through, but Mm -hmm. most people don't go hide out in a trunk. (laughs) <laughs> in, in social situations, I, I was trying to avoid people. I've hurt people here, but like, you know, I'm not saying it wasn't my fault. I'm saying I'm trying to do better. Yeah, and yeah, just you know, it's okay if it's okay if you don't feel useful. You don't have to. That's not the definition of worth. So you heard some of that. <laughs> I mean. A, a little bit, but yeah, I tried not to intervene too much. It's a small space. Yeah, no. I'm just saying it's okay if you're just around. That sounds nice. I actually, there was something else I wanted to talk to you about. Oh, sure. Um, not like super important, but uh, I actually have been trying to code a little bit more, and I wanted to ask you some questions about how you got into that. Oh, uh, yeah. I once hacked the Facebook page, but I think I was using magic, so... Yeah, I could I could teach you some stuff. Um, mostly what I'm using it for now is is making my own visual novels, but I've... Oh, I have played some of those. Not yours, but like, as a genre, visual novels. Oh, yeah. Uh... Yeah, they were kind of... Like, I don't know what fancy... I played them back around 2004, so I need to catch up. Oh, there's... I can make you a list. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah that sounds good. That was good. more ominous than it, it needed to be. Sinister. That was perfect. 
<laughs> Professor Brooks. Hi, I... Yes, I, I feel weird about the professor thing now. I never really was, like, accredited with the school. But, yes. Hi. Let me tell you, these, these accreditations, these certificates, that's not what matters. What matters is the care and love that you have for the students in your care. And look around you. These kids have turned out all right, haven't they? <sighs> yeah... I don't... How much of that was me, though? I, I gave, like, Sloan cigarettes and, like, got them into a, a bunch of undertow nonsense. I don't know. The job of a teacher is not to hold the students' hands. Most of the work, 95% of it, is done by the students themselves. You are here simply to be a, a supportive rock for them to lean against in the hard times. I think Quentin, like, turns back to whoever's in the van that's from the pop crew is like, would you say I've been a supportive rock to you? No! Honestly, yeah! I mean, yeah, sometimes. Chili, Chili says, I found you nothing but supportive. There we go. Three <laughs> out of four. That's a C right there, passing grade. Chili is not a part of the group! <laughs> that's her decision. Chili has had one interaction with Quentin and she quite enjoyed it. <laughs> Your webs are very strong. Chili the Fox is the best judge of character I have ever met. Yeah, that makes sense. Quentin, I want to be clear. I love you. You're, like, we we have a, like, bond. You were a terrible teacher. <laughs> she said she loves you and you have a bond. That's a wind in my eyes. Fergus, <laughs> I like the way you think. Quentin, what's your great-grandfather's name? Did it happen to be Abraham Brooks? You know? <laughs> yes. My family stuff's gotten all weird since of the estate, but yeah. I knew it. You had that same glint in your eye, that mix of intelligence and mischief. He, like, puts his hands together. He's like, I'm oh, mischievous. <laughs> Before the great demon lord was vanquished by us, I made a request to him that all the descendants of Abraham Brooks, nay Van Helsing, would receive the greatest heart's desire. I want you to look around and in yourself and tell me, have you received it? He, like, looks up, and he, like, looks at, looks at Ursa and Sloan and Strix and Alexis and then everybody else in the car. And he's like, yeah, yeah, honestly, I started this whole fucking teaching gig as a, like, just seemed like an easy way to avoid having to... You know, do other random cons all the time, like a long-term thing. But I've learned so much. Ah, oh, jeez, that's the thing they always say. They've taught me more than I've taught them. That's how I know you're a true professor. Thank you. You t- I, I really was not expecting this from you when I read all, like, when I attended the school. You seem like you have a... I don't know. Just, you've been... I don't know. I was not expecting this, I guess. That's why I always said it was a mistake to drive me out. (sighs) Well, if anything, thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a student and a teacher and to maybe dream of being something different. 
You're very welcome. It's the only thing I've ever wanted. Both cars are headed to, you know, back to Michael Valentine's house where they had just left, um, trying to get there before Alexis, uh, you know, corrupted by Teoth does, but I think you pull up and see that you are too late. The door is ripped off the hinges into the house. Great. So, so should we just go in? Yeah, probably. I think that's really our only option here. But, hold on, Sloan, what you told me about the, the whole, like, about the, the Teoths and then, like, the Lady Luck equivalents... If we go in after her, aren't we just gonna go to the next thing? I mean, it depends on how, like, if she's just in the house, not necessarily. Yeah, hopefully the the other smaller house has not finished growing inside the big house. Hey, if time's a factor, maybe we should move instead of uh, arguing about it. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah let's go. Good. Uh, yeah, you all rush inside, and yeah, on the inside, the house has grown larger and more cavernous, like the, the houses on the upper levels, and you do see the uh, next house is uh, largely fully formed, maybe not fully complete yet, and standing in front of it is Alexis. And I think as you as you come in, you hear just a voice echoing through the walls, just... Well, hey there! Looks like we're not gonna just be the two of us after all. Oh my god, will this guy shut the hell up? <sighs> Fuck. Alexis. You've all finally made it. Hey, Lore. Hey, Ursa. I saw you being a crybaby on the van. Talking about how you want to be alone, not hurt anybody else. That's exactly the world I want to give you. Uh... What if I change my mind since then? Lady Luck uh, gives pretty good speeches. Christina, too, by the way. Also, Chelly. You did not give it to me, but I believe you do that. That is true. She does. She does give very good speeches, and uh, Strix scratches Chelly under the under the chin. Mm. You know what my favorite speech of all yours was? The last time you were in here, when Sloane turned to Virginia. And told her that all her hopes were resting on her. That she was going to be the great savior. The one that was different. The one that was going to break the cycle. How do you feel about that, Virginia? Uh. I mean, I mean, I'll... Pretty sure I, I, I didn't say great savior. She's stretching your words. That's a thing that she did even before she was... Sorry, sorry, Virginia. Go. No, it, it, it's okay. It, I mean, I won't lie and say this didn't happen last time, too. <sighs> yeah. They just see you as another Michael. They want you to be another in a long line of failed attempts. That's not... But what's something Michael that's never, ever tried? It's facing Teoth. You didn't even try to step out into those so-called dead universes. What are you proposing? What are you proposing? You've come here to what? Kill me? And then what? No, not kill you. We were actually, if you were listening, we were very specific that we didn't want to kill you. We wanted to 
keep you out of the house, restrain you, maybe? Fine, let's do that. Let's have a world where you coexist with Teoth. Alexis, you've already been great about getting straight to the point of it. You are kind of blunt sometimes, but you've always been your own person. What the hell is going on with you and Teoth? What the fuck is this? Teoth is the only one who's been here for me. The only one of you that even tried to come up and talk to me was Strix. It took him about 10,000 years. In my defense, I was an owl. Alexis, I didn't know you were here, and the first time you showed up, you tried to kill me. No, I tried to talk to you, and you decided the conversation was over. I was bleeding out from an explosion in my gut, and you surrounded me by ravenous skeletons. Don't try and spin this. Goddammit, Alexis. I always respected you because you always spoke your mind. You always... I disagree with you almost with everything you've said, even before you were terrified. But, like, you always spoke your mind. You always were true. And now, honestly... I just see myself and you clinging onto someone that's saying they're going to protect you. They're saying they're going to take care of you following someone else's pad. That's not you, Alexis. Lord, do you know what happened to the last however many people Teoth took over and took into the next house? Yes, I do. What? They became Teoth. So, what, that's your end goal? To just... To just go away completely? I don't... I don't think this is gonna leave a shade, Lore. Lady Luck, do you feel like you've gone away completely? I... (laughs) I think I did go away completely for a very long time. Hey, Anna's here, right? That's true, Anna is here. I hate to do this to you, Crystal, but I don't feel good uh, taking over Anna for this. <laughs> What's Anna think about all this? Um, Alexis? Yeah? Couldn't you just not go in and just step outside with us? If you're worried about me losing myself, we have here about... At least 12 of the most powerful Eidolon users to ever live. So I'm sure you can find some way to save me. Why are you even so dead set on abandoning everything here? It's not gone yet. We still have a chance to fix things. That universe is going to grow, whether you like it or not. There's not going to be a way to stop it. Why is that a bad thing? Yeah, I'm not clear on why we have to go in. Because if I'm not there, then Michael wins. We can we can take care of Michael together, alright? But like listen, fuck him. You know I hate him, but his the fundamental goal of like making a world where people can live isn't a bad thing. I haven't heard any new ideas or new solutions in any of the discussions you've had. The only choices I see are a world ruled by the angels, or a world that's Teoth? Uh, Luke, I'm gonna say something yeah. maybe unexpected. 
I think Sabrina should show up. Okay, for for what? To tell her she's wrong. Okay. Then yeah, I, th- I think Sabrina shows up with Needle Mouse here. In fact, um, a whole crowd of people comes into the house behind Sabrina. Um, pretty much everyone that was at the Neutral Milk Hotel. Uh, Needle Mouse rounded them up and brought them straight here, and they are flooding into the house, uh, weapons drawn and Eidolons readied. Um, I, I gotta contradict you on this. Um, see, we've been working on this plan at the Neutral Milk Hotel, uh, kind of way for everybody to live in harmony, and we're still working out some of the kinks. I, I'm not saying it's perfect, but we think it can work, and we think it can be something that provides for people's real needs, you know? When you say work, what does that mean? Oh, I, sh- I should have brought the notes. Um, So the basic idea is to create a more tangible connection between all the various universes and one that isn't just run by some organization of angels or demons or the most powerful humans. Just sort of a, I guess, more of an ecosystem, kind of. And where's Teoth? Uh, that's the part we're still figuring out. It's just another way to not look at Teoth, isn't it? That's not what I'm saying. We we don't even know what Teoth is fully, but it's it's an idea, and it's something that... You can't get rid of her because she comes from you. You're the ones that create her, and you've done it more times than Christina's Vita can count. Um... I, we've seen how this works, and no, we don't. Chaos keeps creating herself. She picks somebody, she, like, fucks them up, and um, makes them the next one. But that's all just happening on its own. Um, but where did she come from in the first place? What if she's right? I mean, it makes sense. I, I, who cares where she came from in the first place? Actually, hold on. I care. And what better time to find out than to just go right to the source? All right, Teoth, I know you're here. Where did you come from? 